Welcome back to Raging Workaholics. Ben, what episode are we on? 69. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I got to keep it business professional, though. Yeah. You know, what's so funny about that? You know, yeah, I don't get a, it. It's a nice number. Yeah, it's, it is a solid number. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. <laughs> keep it professional, Miles. Keep it professional. This is a business podcast. Yep. Um, guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode, the 69th episode of Raging Workaholics, presented by Simple On Solutions. Guys, this is a solo pod here. Yeah, no Sarah. Flying, flying solo without Sarah, but uh, it's me and Ben all the way through. He's got some questions for me today. I got a question for you, Ben. Hit me. Did you see some green popping up in the I grass did. out there? I am grateful for it. We are finally starting to see a couple, couple two tree strands of grass popping up in the uh, lawn already, which I don't know about you guys, but I am ready to go for spring. I went to simplelawnsolutions.com, got all of the products that I'm going to need to make sure that I get a jump start, a head start, a kick start on my lawn before my neighbors do so I can beat them in the game of lawns this summer. So, if you want to get a head start, go to simplelawnsolutions.com. They got all the products you need. They'll ship it right to your door. You'll be ready to rock and roll as soon as that snow is gone and Mother Nature starts growing grass again. All right, Ben. Miles. The Raging Workaholics solo pod featuring Ben. <laughs> it's not really solo. It's more uh, we're down a man. Yeah. But uh, one thing that we thought would be interesting to do today is Ben is going to ask me some questions. I'm going to give my take on them um, and go from there. So um, do you have a theme of the questions at all? Um, it's going to be mostly focusing on kind of when you betcha was first starting. Okay. Kind of how that came about. The uh the startup process of a business, basically. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. Sweet. Let's throw them out. Let's just jump right into it. All right. So you've mentioned in the past on the podcast that this was something you started doing it um while you were working other jobs. Yep. Would, you'd say that that was kind of a side hustle or a passion project? Yeah. So I would say that it was much more of a uh yeah, I mean, it, that's exactly what it was. Mm -hmm. um, but at the time, I viewed it as like, you know, in my own brain, it was like, well, this is just going to happen because I can, I've done, I've been watching the internet. I've been watching all this. So all I got to do is just put in some work on it. And I think we can make it happen. So that kind of leads into like the meat of this question, which is at what point were you kind of like, I can turn this from just something that I do on the side, even though I do want it to take off into like, this is now going to be my full-time thing that I do. Um, I mean, I think everyone dreams when they first start out that like with a side hustle of like, I was able to quit my main gig, right? Like yeah. no longer got to work for the man. I'm working for myself. Um, and so that was always kind of in my mind. I thought it would take way longer. Uh, basically, it took six months, which okay. I think is very rare. Luckily, the beauty of the internet is it kind of like you have exponential growth at times and not just linear growth. So it, it kind of speeds up the process. Um, but what happened for me, 
I thought it would take longer, one, when I first started because I didn't realize that Facebook had monetization capabilities. Okay. So when we started, they had that summer, they had just launched monetization on longer form videos. And I didn't even know that when I started. And not until we got approved for it that Facebook like notified me and said, hey, you got enough views, you have enough followers. Um, you are now eligible to make money on your videos. And once that happened, I was like, okay, that's the game. That's what I'm going for here is I just got to keep putting out videos so that I can make enough money to where I don't have to work this other job. And uh, that became it. And then a few months later, we dropped our first merch launch. We sold, I think it was like 112 shirts. 104 shirts. I don't know. Some like first. Yeah. I mean, at the time we probably had 30, 40,000 followers. So to, to drop a, and the merch shirt was just not great. So I was really worried that Anheuser-Busch was going to send us a cease and desist, you know? Oh, really? So my thing at the time was the Bush, right? Mm -hmm. And so our, I wanted to do a Bush shirt and sell it. But I was nervous I'd get a cease and desist. So instead, I just put the shh on the shirt. So it was S-C-H-H-H-H-H with our logo on it. And that was the entire shirt. And it kind of had the same font as the Bush logo and all that. And so the first shirt was the shirt. Um, We sold around 100 and some of them. And Ryan, Ryan and Jade actually... Um, printed all of those shirts in Jade's dad's basement. <laughs> and, so real D, uh, DIY. Yeah, and yeah. they were like in over their head. They're like, oh, my God, like trying to keep all the sizes straight and shit like that. And it's like now like we could sell, you know, three, 400 shirts in a day if we launch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like bananas. I think we had a whole month to pull that off, and it was like, stressful it was like only a hundred shirts at that point so uh it's kind of interesting but but to kind of fully answer that question it's um you don't necessarily have all of the answers to how you're gonna quit that job when you start but you believe in what you're starting and that you'll find that along the way okay so I knew that at some point it could make money. I didn't necessarily understand how it was going to make money until I just started doing things. And once you start doing things, you shake things loose in this world. New opportunities show up. You're thinking of different ways to make money, all that other stuff. New stuff pops up and you realize, oh, yeah, I can do this. You got to be active instead of just waiting for shit to happen. Yeah, if you're yeah. planning, if you're constantly planning when you first start on how to make money, you're probably not going to make any money. Just go start doing stuff with the expectation that you'll figure out how to make money later. Okay. That's what I would say. I like that. So you'd mentioned uh, Jade and Ryan there. At what point did you realize, you know, this thing was kind of taking off? At what point um, do you bring other people on to help you with this? So we, um, I quit my job six months in. I would say... I think it was a year after that. So we spent the next year where like I was just paying them as like contractors in a sense. Right. 
um, to do their thing. And it eventually got to a point where I was just like, I want to take this thing to the next level. I'm also kind of sick of editing videos all day because yeah. I was that I was the only thing, right? I'd shoot the videos. I would edit the videos. I'd have to do all of the customer service. I was running the merchandise, coming up with designs. I was just doing everything. I was like, if I keep doing this, I'm not going to make it. You know, it's like, not going to be sustainable. Yeah. Yourself. And uh, luckily in that year, I'd also met Sarah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think I had met Sarah. Yeah, I'd met Sarah in that year as well. And she basically gave me the green flag of like, okay, you can hire three people. Okay. <laughs> and it was like, okay, here we go. Well, Ryan's one. And then we interviewed Lakin and Tyler and hired them. So those were kind of the next three. Um, but I don't think I would have necessarily hired three people if I didn't get the green light from Sarah, meaning I trusted someone that I felt was much smarter than me on finances to like, give me the confidence that I could do that. You know, okay. like it seems scary, but when someone else is like, I've seen people do this all the time type of vibe, you know, whether she believed that or not was just kind of like, Oh, if I look, yeah, I can do this. I can, I'll take on three employees. Let's go. So you'd say there's probably like value in having somebody who, whether it be finances or um, in some other regard to the business who can give you an outside perspective on like, what you can do or the direction you should go. Yeah. As soon as yeah. you submit to the things that you really don't know about. So I think that's the problem with some entrepreneurs is they think that they have to be the engine and do it all. Right. Okay. There are things that you are, you need to do right. Like no one in this company can create content as good as me, at least not yet. <laughs> Hopefully someday there is someone that's better than me. But right now I'm the guy, right? Yep. But I recognize that someone could do customer service better. Someone could run the merch better. Someone can do finances better. And like once you kind of submit to like put the ego aside of, all right, going to need some help because and I think once you put into perspective what your ambitions are, that's where it kind of starts to change, right? Okay. If you want to be a, let's say you want to be a $100 million company, how many one-man show $100 million companies are there out there? Couldn't name one. Probably zero. And uh, if, it appears, if it appears that someone's a one-man show, I guarantee you that is a facade and they are not a one-man show. And uh, I think once you kind of submit to that and give up some of that, like, control... I think then that starts to, uh, yeah, you just, things start going better. You're less stressed about certain things and you just can focus on the stuff you should. Okay. Yeah. So you'd mentioned, um, I found this in like an earlier interview you had done with a newspaper. Ooh, okay. Um, that with, you know, 